Welcome to We Got Something to Say. I want to thank you for tuning in. I'm Lee Mims, Lee Mims Productions. And I want to also point you into another direction if you're happy with what you've been hearing. You can follow me outside of the podcast. There's plenty going on. Follow me on Facebook at Lee Mims Productions page. You can follow me on Instagram at Lee Mims Productions. If you're on YouTube, type in the search engine Lee Mims. And if you're interested in literature that aligns with what you've been hearing on the podcast, there is a book entitled 365 Days of Happiness Through Preparation, Perception, and People. I want to say to you one more time, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace, love, happiness, and music to you. Lee Mims Productions. We have something to say, so won't you listen up? Listen it up. We have something to say, so won't you listen up? Listen up. Every man, woman, boy, and girl. Won't you listen up? We're going to touch you. We have something to say Uh, So won't you listen up Listen up We have something to say So won't you listen up Listen up Hey I'm back this is Lee Mims Lee Mims Productions You can find me on iTunes with this podcast. It'll be under Lee Mims Productions, and we have something to say. Today's topic is going to be entitled, Words Leaving Your Mouth is Like Bullets Leaving a Firearm. Today's special guest is Ursula Mims, who has been my wife for uh, soon to be 16 years, has two children, and... uh, has a lot of input on words leaving your mouth and the power of those words. Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here. Um, First, I just want to say I'm a fan of the music. I'm a fan of the podcast. I really enjoy them. Um, I love to hear um, the Saturday morning, 10 a.m. on WHOMB Internet Radio, where you can hear him also there as well with the podcast and you can also as he said find him on youtube and several different social medias i would like to thank you for that she was not paid to say that um in the in the many years that you have been um i won't say just married but on a planet have you ever had to pay the cost for a bullet leaving your firearm as metaphoric to words leaving your mouth and how you learn from that or uh, the effects of those things. Uh, you can either talk about from a teenager or a child, uh, college years, adult years, marital, uh, because the these podcasts are under the umbrella of promoting 365 days of happiness. And we know that as a part of staying happy we have to dwell in relationships and in each other's lives 
day in and day out. How do you balance those things? I don't know if I threw too many questions out at you at this time, but how would you deal with uh, contending with staying happy and being careful in words and usage of those words? Well, I'll first say, um, no matter when it is, well, most of the times you do experience things when you're younger and you learn from them than most, time, most times. Um, but what I'll say, from, say about that is, I have experienced the effect of how words can hurt. Um, I feel like oftentimes we don't always take it as serious as we should. You know, we get in disagreements, arguments, or even just regular conversations sometimes, and we say hurtful things, and we, you know, we get to a place where it's just, it's fine to say those things because sometimes people don't always respond, but at the end of the day, it's not right to say stuff that's hurtful. And when things are hurtful, you don't always know what effect that it has on a person years down the road. Okay, so would you say that words... Okay, so uh, I'm going to go back to our childhood when you were kids and they would say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Is that a is that directly correlated to that? You're saying that words actually do hurt. Yes, I'm ba- basically saying the opposite. Although that's like, you know, a metaphor that's used to try to overcome mean things because we all know children are very mean and as a child we often say very harsh and mean things as kids to each other and so that metaphor is kind of like the opposite I mean words do hurt words are hurtful I mean once you come to a certain age you can overlook things to a certain extent and what I'm more speaking of not just a general or not general in a general sense where just anyone down the street saying something to you I'm speaking more of someone that you have like a personal relationship with. I feel like those things, not that some person in the street just can't say something that hurts your feelings, but most times the things that are hurtful to you are the things that come from people who you love, who are close to you. As I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm thinking about the 365 days of happiness, I was thinking about... um, one of the scriptures in the Bible, I try not to beat the Bible up on my podcast, but it is religious and spiritual um, growth on here. Um, one of the scriptures speaks of kind words turn, turning away wrath. Can you name a time where you saw, and then I don't mind putting myself out here, a name a time from the beginning of our marriage to now where you noticed when you said a kind word Instead of maybe what you wanted to say, you saw a difference versus the time you may have go ahead and said what you <laughs> what you wanted to say, and um, it may not have yielded the response that um, you you got a response that you necessarily didn't really need to see, but you got it, and then you're like, "Oops, I probably could have did it better." I know for me, I can probably I can't cite right offhand some things. But I do have one in my head, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll tell on myself here. Um, I'll never forget, we call it the PayPal incident. And anybody want to use this for their life, you feel free. I had gotten up one morning, and um, 
I was already exhausted for, exhausted for work. And uh, this is before I even got out of the bed. I knew it was going to be a long day. You know those days when you wake up and it's just like, ugh. And um, we have two sons, and you know how that is, getting kids up at school. They never want to get up. They never want to do what they're supposed to do unless it's Saturday, right? Yes, yes. So I got up this one fine morning, and uh, we're check to check just like everybody else in America. Well, I can't say everybody else. There's a small percentage of folks that don't worry like we do and aren't tech to check like we are and uh i got up and i said uh good morning and the first thing my wife said to me is did you get paid for that uh for those instrumentals that you did by the way here's a plug i do instrumentals all styles the music that you're listening to is uh duplicated or made by me leemansproductions.com another plug um uh, so the guy had paid me, but what happened is PayPal, if you know about it, it takes a couple of days for it to clear. And I was trying to tell my wife, uh, we, it's all good. Well, what happened was he sent it to the wrong email, and I had to correct it and get him to send it to the right email. He sent it to the right email, but something happened with the banking where it looked like it appeared to have gone in a negative or a loss was, had been taken. But I knew the money was on the horizon. And my wife runs the, I call her the CFO. She runs the financial office here and does a great job. She stays on top of it. She stays on top of it so much she was, she outdid her own self. Instead of waiting a couple more hours, it would have showed up. She was already on it at, what was that, like 6.30 or 7 in the morning? Yes. And you know the banks ain't on it like that. So we being the, the people that we are responsible, she's, <laughs> she was fired up. And I said, well, just relax. It'll be fine. You never tell your wife to relax. That will get you in serious trouble. You have to watch how you say it, and you have to watch when you say it, because some days I can say relax, and other days... That was one of those bullets that left the firearm. Uh, slow motion. Once it left the chamber, I knew where it was going. And um, you want to tell a little bit more about that that story? I don't want to take up the whole whole mic. Basically, she had gotten upset... And basically had already just, I didn't know what I was talking about. And I don't see the money there, blah, 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 blah. Nothing really harsh was said. It was just the, at that point, it was the doubt that she had in me that I actually knew what I was doing that time. And the bank had really jacked it up. Well, I shouldn't say jacked it up. The bank was slow. And uh, I got to work. And the next thing I knew, I had found the money in the PayPal. She hadn't gone into the PayPal. I knew it was there sitting in the PayPal just kind of lurking in the shadows. It was like a hundred bucks or whatever. And uh, I told her it wouldn't be a problem. I said, I told you it was going to be okay. Wrong thing to say at that point. I told you because when you're already fired up, if you've ever been in a fight, anybody listening out here that has ever been in a fight or any type of, uh, any type of battle that's physical, or any type of huge argument uh, my job is to take care of people when they're in the midst of a lot of negativity people get lost when they're upset they don't know who the enemy is and who the friend is and that's how you get friendly fire in the military and law enforcement well it was friendly fire that morning and um I went to work. I still was positive. I was exhausted. I hadn't had my coffee yet. And I went to the job, saw my best friend, talked to him about it and said, listen, you know, this is what's going on at home. And I think I ironed it out, but I think something's bothering my wife, blah, 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 blah. So me being a stubborn person, I am. I called back. I'm trying to make amends, even though I hadn't done anything wrong. And I felt at the time. 
And uh, she was still on fire. I said, babe, it's already fixed. Don't even worry about it. It's all good. And she said, uh-huh. Me being petty as I can be sometimes. I'm like, well, what is that for? The problem is fixed. The money is there. You never listened to me. I told you it was fine. Blah, 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 blah. So it probably had destroyed everything I had built up in the last hour with solving the problem. So long story short, pretty much once words leave your mouth, good, bad, or indifferent, or whether you're trying to prove your point that you're right, I had patience right up until I found out I was right and I told her everything was fine, but she wasn't ready to hear it at that point. And um, instead of just kind of leaving it be, well, I did leave it be, but I I had the last word, which anybody knows has been married more than three minutes. The last word doesn't always mean it's over. That just means you started another round, depending on what kind of mates you have. Um, So a lot of times um, being quiet counts and don't be quiet in the sarcastic way. It's nothing worse than a person who shuts down. That's not being quiet. Being quiet is when you kind of prove prove to the person listen I'm I'm your friend I'm not your enemy this is what we're trying to do here this is what I'm saying this is the positive let's look at the positive let's not worry about the negative and then you stop talking about the negative parts of the conversation I mean it's no point in it's like hitting yourself in your own face with left hand and right hand on one hand you're sitting here trying to make it like you're positive and on the other hand you're hitting them with the negative with the I told you so nobody wants to hear that um, words leaving your mouth are like bullets leaving a firearm you can't retrieve them you can't get them back and if you aim properly you're going to hit your target and you're going to cause bodily harm to the target that's real life and metaphorically what do you have to say about that um I won't have to agree with that um what I will say is, it is very important to be conscious of what you're saying and be uh, aware of the situation that you're in. Sometimes we are quick to respond before really observing. You know, we oftentimes say you need to listen before you respond, but you also should be observing. If you observe the person and someone that you know, you see that they're upset, you may want to be a little bit more, you know, cautious with uh, what you're saying. Um, In that particular, I want to keep saying, um, but excuse me for that. In that particular situation, it wasn't like a serious issue, but at the end of the day, you still have to be mindful of the stuff that you say, because again, you cannot take it back. Right. And um, sometimes we feel like we are uh, reassuring each other and sometimes we feel like we need to say something and sometimes it's just time to not say anything. Sometimes it's best not to say anything because when you don't say anything and you don't have to worry about trying to retract or change or explain or correct what you say. I want to jump in right there. <clears throat> One of the hardest parts for me as a male not as a husband only or as a father, as a male, especially dealing with females. It is very hard for me to decipher when I'm supposed to jump in and when I'm supposed to jump out. I've heard this more than one time, obviously. I've been married to you for ah, 16 years, September, and we have been in each other's lives since probably 98 or 99. Yes. And 
although a veteran, I'll say in years, I still feel like a newbie from time to time because it's so easy to say, hey, you just got to know when to not speak. I have gotten in trouble for not speaking at times. And you will. I don't care who you are because we cannot read minds. Wives can't read minds. It just seems like guys, I think guys, we're different in a way of maybe we just don't say as much what we don't necessarily like, but we might not like it either. Like we may say, well, why does she didn't say thus and so? Or on the back end, my wife may say, nobody told you to say thus and so. So there are times when you may want your spouse to read your mind and we don't know how to read minds. So what would be your input as to giving people who are married, people who are getting married, people who have relationships just people period i always tell people relationships are relationships just one deals with having kids and one may not have deal with having kids um at at the job sometimes the boss wants you to read their minds you said earlier sometimes it's time to observe how in a real life situation under fire is a person to observe and know when to speak or not to speak um as far as training goes, dealing with firearms on a range during a training session is not the same as taking fire in real life. The training exercises teaches you mechanics and it teaches you what the firearm feels like, what it sounds like. But most times you have earplugs or earmuffs. Um, it does not prepare you probably for live fire as much as you would think. How do you deal with live fire in situations that you're saying? How is a person to observe under live fire and react under live fire? Even though you do have training, as many years as I have, I still feel like when a live fire situation, I'm not always a thousand percent sure when to take cover or when to address the threat. Well, I would say similar to, like, as you were saying, as a training, you know, when you're in a situation, this for an example, if you're in a shootout situation and the person is shooting at you, you're not just going to jump out and shoot back because you have a gun. You're going to take a little cover, peek out maybe, do your other parts of training before you just engage. And sometimes we don't because sometimes it is science. It's just like, um, you know, I worked in a field with people with disabilities and everybody has a trigger. Everybody has um, something that you see before something actually happens. Before a person actually gets mad, there's certain things they do. Maybe they stop talking. Maybe they turn away. Maybe they don't give you eye contact. It's always signs that see maybe I shouldn't engage. Now, with that being said, it depends on how you feel about the situation. Is it something that I really need to get upset about? Is it something I really have to respond to? Or is this something I can go ahead and just step back and be like, okay, and kind of like, let it go. And that that's where the part is difficult is saying, you know what? I can engage. I can get into it. Or can I just take back on this? Because at the end of the day, when you're in a marriage... You have to pick your battles. Every battle is not to be fought. Sometimes you have to step back and say, you know what? 
okay, give me a minute, or let me give you a minute. And I feel like that's what helps because if you engage with someone and they already at a thousand, it's going to be almost impossible for you not to get there too. If we're engaging in that way at the same time. The thing of it is, somebody has to step back and take back. And sometimes may, and maybe the person may get upset that you're not saying anything, but at least you walk away saying, well, I didn't say anything. You can be upset that I'm not speaking, but what I'm saying to you is right now is not a good time. It's, to me, it goes back to maybe a better way of communicating. You know what? Let's just end it. Now, be mindful to the listeners. Be careful how you end it, because in that land, you're into another pitfall um i remember early in the years i would say let's just end it that was not the time because we were new to the marriage and uh i was trying to end it in the beginning of the marriage to not cause more damage because in the beginning of the marriage i will say i was in my mid-20s i was full of full of more uh piss and vinegar as they say uh, probably ex need to express more that I do have control of the situation and you know but I still even then in my younger years always tried to be in the in the non-verbal battles um, I grew up in a place where when parents spoke that was it you know dad raised his voice that was over with mom kind of looked at you a little bit strange you just stopped talking so when I got into the marriage and I stopped talking you got to be honest you didn't see that as I was trying to be positive you you looked at it more as trying to control maybe you inside of the discussion when I really I was trying to control myself but again it goes back to like I said from the beginning the words sometimes it's not again it's more than just what you're saying. When you're saying certain things, it's the other person's perspective. Right. And if I have a certain perspective of you, for example, if I feel like you're sarcastic and you say something to me like, oh, it's over, then I may take it the wrong way. Right. Now, we're speaking of when you know a person. Right. I'm not right. speaking of getting to know somebody and it's trial because every in, in the beginning it is trial and error. You have to learn a person. You have to learn what makes them you know what makes them tick what what flares them or what's their triggers but once you come into the knowledge of it you know what's the triggers then it changes it then i think it's funny how words that we use in the english language that we've been equating to battle is also equated to communication if you notice what you said you said the word trigger right and that's a part of firearm which is a part of the title that we were discussing let me make sure I get my notes here. Words leaving your mouth is like bullets leaving a firearm. I think it's just amazing how something as simple as speaking can be equated to a firearm and triggers and all that good stuff and battle and the heat of battle and you're discussing it. You know, I, you know, marriage or any relationship, whatever type of relationship you're in or whatever you can apply this to, relationship is is styled to me not necessarily a battle but perhaps battleground like there's always things that need to be discussed um there is no way in the world that you can be in a marriage and just not ever bump heads and not ever find yourself in the heat of battle like i may sit here and think that um 
no money in the budget and I'll sit here and tell my wife, you need to go ahead and get a petty, a mani, and your eyebrows done and go relax and go have a, a coffee somewhere or Starbucks or whatever the case may be. And you may look at me like I'm insane, but I'm thinking about your spiritual mind and your gotta replenish what was been taken from having two sons and a husband and a dog and two turtles um, working in-laws both sides uh, trying to get a spiritual balance trying to keep your mental balance and and those type of things so you may get into a simple discussion that turns into battle because your perception, like you said, your perception. I'm sitting here thinking, let me get this lady out the house so she can go ahead and relax. Because kids respond to dads different. That's just universal. No matter where you go, what mom you talk to. When we have an evening of hanging in, I call it hanging in because it ain't hanging out. I order a pizza. I tell the kids we're going to catch a little film, watch a little movie or whatever, chill on the couch. And this is what you're going to do. By 9 or 10 o'clock, you will have showered, brushed your teeth, and you will be laying in your bed watching some form of Netflix. And mom is going to go out and get her piece. Don't text her. Don't call her. Don't wait up for her. Go ahead and get your zen. Now, I may land myself in trouble because that money wasn't in the budget. How do you, how do you see dealing with um, trying to do good in a bad way and trying to address the person that is trying to do good but it's in a bad way how would you how would you address that again that's that's words that have to be formed and utilized to how would you convey to me that although the money's not in the budget because that's what most people will argue about in the marriage I've, there's no infidelity issues in my marriage there's no religious uh, uh, battles you know Christian versus Muslim or whatever the case may be there's none of that but will you will where you will bump heads for sure is finances. I'm almost positive. I mean, I'm sure even the millionaires even have to sit down and discuss, babe, we're not getting this yacht today. I mean, I would love to have that discussion, babe. I'd, I'd rather get this smaller yacht tonight. Uh, we can't get the bigger one. But I imagine that's probably a problem for rich folk. How how do you go about? You're the female running the, the CFO. How do you tell the husband who's supposed to be, quote, unquote, the big cheese, which that's a whole nother podcast. I don't I don't know if there's any more big cheeses and little cheeses and that nonsense anymore. I, I think that everybody should be on the evil, evil, even playing field. But how would you tell the man of the house? Ain't nobody in the budget. What you talking about? It don't make sense. I'm not getting no rest. I'm not getting no relaxation. How do you? How do you? How would you word that? Because my heart would be in the right place, but apparently the monies will not be in the right place. Right, and that, and, that, and to me, that's where the conflict come in. In a way of, um, it's just the reality. We would love it to be the perfect cookie cutter way, but if that's not what it is, then. We have to sit there and think, if I'm the person who's running the budget, I'm not just saying it because I don't want peace and I don't want to relax. And at some things, sometimes, there's no way you can say it better. I mean, I'm not going to say, don't ask me again, you already know, no, we're not going to do it. Again, that's what it goes back to what we really was talking about, is about words and how you're saying things. Right. 
Now, I'm not saying that, and that would be unrealistic to say, that you're going to speak to someone and tell them the truth and they're not going to be upset about it. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not about what you're saying. It's about how you are saying it. How you are saying it. If I'm saying it to you and I got the hand moving and moving my neck and all that kind of stuff, then of course, you're going to perceive it in a negative way. Now, you may not like what I said. That's a whole separate train of thought. Right. You may not like what I'm saying based off of what your mind is set on. That's the difference between saying something mean, hurtful, or harsh. I'm not saying it in a mean way. I'm not saying it in a harsh way. I'm telling you what the truth is. Now, if the truth, if what I'm telling you that upsets you, then that's something totally different. What I'm more speaking of is when you're saying intentionally hurtful things to someone without regard. Okay. You know, telling somebody we don't have it in the budget, I get where you're coming from. You know, I understand that you're looking to uh, give something to me to make me feel better. But in turn, at that particular junction, if I'm a person who's dealing with the money and we all have dealt with money at some point, that's not making me feel better. That's making me more worried because I'm asking less money. I have to sit there with Justin Fix. Right. And I think that's where... Um and again, this is 16 years of marriage that you guys are listening to. We have come a long ways, and um, a lot of it is due to also my wife's maturity because in some ways I'm still a kid. I feel like um, if I want to take $50 and spend it on my wife, now I won't do it for myself, but I'll spend it on my wife because I feel like she is the nucleus of this whole, this whole marriage thing we got going on. She runs the financial portion. She makes sure the kids are good, makes sure I'm good, makes sure the dog is good, makes sure the turtles are good, and um, makes sure I got coffee in my coffee mug for work and make sure my uniforms is squared up for work. And um, I just feel like if anybody get the last five bucks, it should be her. And uh, because usually the kids go first, we take care of the kids and then she's second and I fight for a third third place because that's where I like to be on the bottom I'm good as long as I got clean underwear some coffee and some clean sheets and some clean socks and my uniform I'm good now my wife on the other hand will be fighting for me to be at the top making sure I'm good first so it's great when you have that's a whole other podcast it's great when you have a teammate who thinks you should be the star player and I'm doing the same thing and then the kids are doing the same thing so it, it's nice to have an awesome team and what she said is is paramount it, you have to make sure you are not just telling the truth but you have to make sure you are not trying to hurt people with the truth now for me the truth already hurts because I want to have millions <laughs> so when we're already talking about the budget I may already be agitated because I want more money in that budget. And that's the perception of a lot of people who I believe are agitated. And that's why some marriages fail. I mean, finances is one of the top things that destroy marriages. And I think it's because expectations, you know, even and if see, and that's where we have to kind of, that's where we have to kind of draw a line. When we say the difference between your perception, your goal, your aspiration and reality and what's really there. That's when we have to separate the two. Because although we can be upset about what we don't have, it doesn't change what we actually have. Right. So again, I'm gonna gonna play off of that and say that is the 
to me, the nuts and bolts of a marriage or a relationship. We can't just focus on what we are, what we want down the road. It's right. what's happening right now. And that, again, ties into, that's why you got to be careful with the things that you said. You know, well, today we don't have it. That don't mean that we're never going to have it. Right. But in the midst of us trying to obtain whatever or whatever goal we're trying to get to, we need to make sure that we are staying on a certain level of respect with each other. Because what happens is when you open that door to speak in any type of way, it only gets worse. You know, you can't just say everything that's on your mind. That's a myth when people think in relationships it's okay to... Because this person is your best friend, that it's okay to just say what you feel all the time. And even with a girlfriend or a guy friend, it's the same way. Family, parents, sisters, brothers, cousins, whoever. Because the truth of the matter is, what we do know is true. That number one, the truth do hurt. But sometimes not all about the truth, it's about how you say it. Your delivery matters. The way you are saying it to a person makes a difference in how a person takes that information. You can say something that's the truth to somebody and say it in the wrong way and they will not receive what you're saying. It's all about how you are saying it. Your delivery is really important. And when you're in a, in a conversation with someone that you care about, it's important that you're being mindful of that as well. Yeah, it may be the truth, but just because it's the truth, number one, doesn't mean you need to say it. And number two, it does matter how you decide to say those words you say. You know, because the whole thing is about, it is, it is. Words are like a firearm. And at the end of the day, you spoke of that before about the trigger. The trigger is the end of the situation that you're dealing with with a gun. When you have a firearm and you pull the trigger, that's it. It's no, it's no next step. But right. cleanup time. So, again, so when you see that you hit somebody and they are already triggered, anything after that point in a conversation is hazardous. Nothing good is coming of it after that. If you see that that person is already triggered. Now, nobody's perfect. Everybody has their breaking point. Everybody has what they can endure. Everybody has their perception. Everybody sees a lot of moving parts. So then you have to learn how to pick and choose when it's time now I I have to be totally honest I'm a person who got a thousand words for your thousand words and probably got a thousand more on top of that and I'm fast talking and I'm thinking fast and I got a response and I got an opinion and it all mixed together but at some part some point you know to have a good relationship with somebody you gotta step back and say you know what I'm gonna take back I'm a step back. I'm learning more and more to end the conversation before it gets explosive. Because sometimes we think if we just talk it out, you know, people tell you all these different tools and things, and they may not necessarily always work all the time. Sometimes it's time to walk away. You know, there was times in our relationship where we would sit there and say, we're going to, you know, talk until we get it clear. Sometimes you need to take a pause get up, walk away, clear your mind and come back to it. Maybe you need to make it wait a day or so. Sometimes you have to stop and go a different route because maybe talking right now is not what's going to resolve it. I think sometimes we take the, the 
the good word literally when it says wait until the cool of the day. Well, for some people, the cool of the day for that situation might not be until Tuesday and today's Saturday. I, I believe that. Now, what I won't do is I'm not sleeping somewhere else until Tuesday or until you're ready to talk. I'm going to just be on my side of the um, the bed. I done heard people say that they done caused their spouse to sleep on the couch or I'm not going to bed mad. I'm just going to go to bed to agree to disagree because I'm just I'm just not built like that. I don't even know how you would go to sleep mad or go to sleep but see that also. unsolved uh issues but then again i'm type a some people will say i'm type a behavior where i like all my shoes neat and i like all my shirts neat in my closet and i like my underwear a certain way and i I actually want to go to bed either as good as i woke up or better and usually i wake up you say pretty in a pretty decent mood i mean i'm not usually kicking and screaming I, i don't really care for mornings but now I know that they are there. They've been coming for 40 years, and I've had to get up a lot. And then when you have kids, even if you work night shift, you still get up in the daytime. So I have finally grown up and realized the sun is coming up, and I should be happy that I can get up and put my feet down on the ground to get to work. And again, like I said, there's nothing wrong with pausing a conversation for another time. Even if it's days later, it's nothing wrong with doing it. It's nothing wrong with saying, okay, we had enough of this conversation. Let's just, let's just end it. Because sometimes when you press and you press too much, you're not you're gonna just keep running to to the wall. That's like saying you're driving on a dead end and you're on a, a, a dead end street and you're gonna just keep going forward. It's nothing left. Right. Sometimes you gotta go ahead and make a left, meaning do something different. Maybe you need to stop. Maybe you need to park so you can wait until tomorrow so you can well, see clear. I believe that all of that too comes within time because. If you are familiar with the terrain you're driving, for instance, going to work, I pretty much know there's two ways. Well, actually, there's three ways I actually go to work. And I pretty much can gear by traffic that I'm in what the next road looks like. Uh But that's only because I've been driving the same way to work for several, several years at this point. Right. And that's why you got three different routes, because at any given time. You might have to switch up and take that detour and take a different route. So, with that being said, um, we're going to kind of bring this one to a close. I am Lee Mims with Lee Mims Productions. You can find me on um, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, what yes. else we got? Is that all of them? Beatstars. Oh, Beatstars.com. Also, your podcast. My, my podcast is now on iTunes. So you type in Lee Mims Productions. We have something to say. And he will come up. It might be we got something to say because the song says we have something to say. And uh, we'll let you listen to that one on the way out. How about that? All right. Uh, just remember, words are like bullets leaving a firearm once. That bullet leaves that chamber. That damage is going to be done, whatever that bullet hits. uh, Let's be careful. As the young lady said today, you may have to take one of several routes to get to your destination. Let's not just beat the dead horse over and over. If it's not working, then I guess it's not working. Try something different. Let's not keep doing the same thing. That is the definition of insanity. I'm Lee Mims. I'm Ursula Mims. 
And we'll see you later on in another podcast. Have a good one. Bye.